This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, everybody. It's the bank holiday weekend, so there is no excuse for you not to be listening to me tonight if you are wanting to find out about a little bit of technology-based education or shenanigans. Today, we're going to be talking about dictation and uh, the way that people get information into a computer and what that might mean for schools in the future. Future schools, science, fine, fiction schools. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Can you hear me out there? Hopefully you can. We'll see what's going on. And, um, well, hello. Today, tonight, even, even though the sun is still shining, uh, what we've got, oh, oh, uh, what we've got is we've got a couple of things. We've got the podcast going on, hopefully, and we have got uh, video as well. I know. It's brilliant. So if there is anybody out there watching, hello. I didn't realize that I'm dressed like an army recruit at the moment and I've got camo, a camo headset on. So uh, welcome. It's the bank holiday weekend. Uh, Hopefully everything's going all right out there. Hopefully we've got all sorts of things, all sorts of useful things for you as we go on. Uh, Yeah. So what we're looking at today is we're looking at dictation technology. Now I've been working in kind of the ed tech sphere as it were, sphere, yes, yes, it, it's a sphere, it's not a box, or, a, you know, not, not just a, a small circle, it's a sphere, yeah. I've been working about, oh, for about 20 years, and uh, when I started, dictation technology was in its infancy, especially in regards to education. I used to, I used to be ATA, used to be a support worker for students, and I remember, and I remember trying uh, to... Uh, get a student to use dictation technology, and it was an arduous, laborious, no guarantee of working whatsoever uh, system. Um, I remember you had to sit in front of a computer for hours upon hours upon hours. You either had to read it a story, like it was a petulant child at bedtime, or you had to talk about foxes jumping over fences uh, endlessly for the computer to start learning your voice. But now, currently, uh, what we are thinking of is we are thinking of dictation as being a very, very, uh, what's the word, viable way of entering text. Um, it is, it is uh, not something that uh, is massively used. The reason that I know a little bit about it and the reason that I'm talking about it today is because I work with disabled students, some of who don't or can't use a com- keyboard to input text. And what we've got is we've got, um, we have got uh, a way to put text into a computer that is a little different to previous ways. If you think about writing, and you think about the physical act of writing, does that mean that we have to actually use our hands? 
you know i mean this is the thing we sometimes think to, about writing as a physical act and we sometimes think about typing or we think about using the pen and that's absolutely fine but there are other ways to get text to go where you want it to go so the reason that i'm looking at dictation software today is i want to try and give a shout out to some of the the dictation software that i use um uh, myself uh the students who i work with use and i also want i also want to kind of maybe perhaps think about how is this technology this type of technology going to affect schools in the future for want of sounding like one of those uh ed tech kind of uh you know technology will change the world you know technology yeah change the world you know you won't need teachers you need technology blah, 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 blah. you know you know you know you know the kind of people i'm talking about yeah you do um for what without sounding like that when it comes to dictation technology i think i think it's probably gonna be one of those paradigm shifting technologies when it comes to schools uh universities he because it offers a completely different way of writing as it were and i think that is quite important the english teacher in me the the previous english teacher in me is a little bit uh nervous about this change um but i see this type of technology working on uh, a pretty uh, pretty regular basis in my own job and also in my own life so um, that's what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about dictation technology if you would like to join the conversation please you are more than welcome to you can uh, send a message here up on the Podbean live uh, excuse me sorry uh, I'm sat on the floor again in the office so uh, you know my back's absolutely killing me um, yeah you can <laughs> you can uh, join the conversation on Podbean live you can uh, send me a tweet if you would um, you can uh, or at uh, Teach Talk Radio, uh, so that's at TT Radio 2020, uh, 2022, or you can send me a, t a tweet at T uh, Um But yeah, we're going to talk about dictation. We're talking about talking, basically. It's like an inception, but just with me yammering on. So yeah. Uh, a little bit of background as to why I chose this topic. Uh, dictation technology is one of the biggest recommendations that I make to students in HE. I work primarily with disabled students, but uh, dictation technology is one of the big ones that I recommend to just about any student who I come across. First of all, because of the um, increase in viability of using it as a way to input text. Um, yes, yes, there are some difficulties sometimes in regards to accuracy. No uh, speech-to-text um, uh, <laughs> program, hardware, app, whatever. Nothing is 100% accurate. So there will be certain uh, possibly hilarious misspellings or, or words that don't really belong in certain sentences. Uh, but... Uh, as a, a way to get your thoughts down quickly, as a way to for students to get their thoughts down quickly without having to worry about the physical act of typing. Um, it's been one of the biggest recommendations that I've made. Um, so uh, what I'm uh, gonna do is in a minute, I'm gonna have a look at Tom's Tech Tips when it comes to uh, dictation. I'm gonna concentrate on free technology today. Um, well, I say free, you know, nothing's ever free but I'm gonna concentrate on uh, free widely available technology that is 
uh, available now. So um, I'm going to concentrate on that for my recommendations. And then in the second half of the show, hopefully, uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit about uh, what using dictation software in school might look like and how it might affect things when it comes to things like uh, creative writing, grammar and spelling, uh, allowing students um, who have mobility issues or allowing students who have uh, dyslexia uh, an alternative way to get their thoughts down onto the screen and then perhaps in onto paper. Um, yeah, so as I say, if you would like to join the conversation, thank you very much. I'm already having a look at the screen and we've got a couple of people over there. Uh, oh, we've got, oh, we've got Shaz Drama, um, uh, uh, a, a wonderful uh, voice on Twitter. Uh, she says, I have a student who is almost completely blind. He gets 100% extra time using big font. Yeah, this is the thing. Sometimes, uh, when it comes to uh, recommendations for students with disability, they're not appropriate. They're really not appropriate. Um, so when we think about the things that really help students uh, and sometimes move away from our current ways of thinking, you know, uh, I talked about it a little bit about it in a previous, in a previous um, show about uh, why don't why don't people teach touch typing? Because touch typing is a primary way of getting things getting things out there, um, uh, rather than handwriting, or you know, in partnership with handwriting, because we wouldn't want to get rid of out. Um, so I just wanted to have a look about one of those things um, that I see on a daily basis, uh, but perhaps isn't as well known outside the, the sphere. Uh, where I work, which is kind of the the straddling point, the sharp, pointy fence between technology, education, and disability. Uh, so um, I'm getting some messages from my wonderful producer, Tom, the famous Rogers History one. Uh, he's saying, we can hear you try uploading within the show, Tom, if you want, if want, and it might work. Tom, what does that mean? Does that mean the music's not working? Ah, uh, please don't tell me that the music's not working because I had my jingle all loaded up. So let, let me know, Tom, because I want my jingle out there, dude. To be honest, this whole show is just a way of advertising my jingle. All right. So let me know if this is working. <laughs> so um, let's have a look and uh, we'll go again. Um, oh, don't worry, we can edit it. Okay, let's, let's. Right, Tom is saying, let's play. Let's just press it and see. Oh my God, Tom, that is just, that is remarkably, uh, remarkably haphazard. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Shaz is there again, drama Shaz. Most students now type notes in laptops in university lectures. Scribbling has become, has become as old as the Rosetta Stone. I don't know about that, Shaz, but I, I think you're right about how many students uh, use uh, computer input rather than handwriting at the moment that's definitely your point right so what we're going to do is we're going to enter the uh, recommendations part of the show um i've got a couple of ideas and if you want to give your own recommendations over uh pod, uh, pod on podbean live on our little chat feature we've got going on here or over twitter please do i'm always looking for new tech that will be helpful for students and helpful for me uh, in in regards to dictation, I use dictation a lot. I'm chronically lazy, you know. 
I'm sat here. I've, I've got, I'm, I'm sat, I'm sat back. I've got my coffee here within reach. I've got my vape that I'm going to be vaping as soon as I'm off camera. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. That's because I'm an old, I'm a rebel. Yeah. Um, but I'm chronically lazy. Uh, dictation, uh, away from uh, students with disabilities, away from uh, dictation for me is easier than typing. You know, it's a damn sight quicker as well. Uh, I was talking to Tom before the show started, and I was saying when I used to when I used to um, when I, when, I, when I used to write for the educational the educational newspapers. Yes, when I used to write for the educational newspapers, <laughs> sound like such a douche sometimes. Uh, when I used to write for the tests and stuff like that, it used to take me about or oh, used to take me about an hour and ten minutes to do like a rough draft of um, a, a first draft of a piece because i you know i type I, i'm an awful typer i'm just awful i might as well be hitting the keyboard with a dead cat i, I don't do that by the way ladies and gentlemen just just uh, but you know i might you know i might as well be using my elbows and just like kind of like drop kicking the keys because that's how slow it is when i am typing and that's ridiculous considering that a lot of my work revolves around the computer but it's just it is what it is um but yeah, so I I used to take about an hour and ten minutes to dash off seven hundred words, hardly even thinking about it. You know, just like properly. Well, it wasn't like that. It was more like on the keyboard. You know, just awfully, awfully slow. Hour and ten minutes to get seven hundred words. I started using dictation technology a number of years ago. Uh, just when um, you know it started to uh, use uh, artificial artificial intelligence to um, fill the gaps, uh, and it took me uh, after uh, you know a little bit of training, uh, a little bit of not training on the app. The app was brilliant straight off. Um, for some reason, dictation software loves my voice. Yeah, no, it's I, I know. I know this this flat southeast London twang I've got going on annoys the heck out of everybody, but dictation programs absolutely love it. Um, but you know, uh, 110 minutes to write 700 words. Yeah, fair enough. I used dictation software for a while, and I was getting uh, 700 words down to like eight minutes. You know, because if you haven't recognised already, I do like to talk. I do it quite fast. And with the right technology, what that does is that streamlines a process that used to, like, you know, take me a bit of time and effort. And I don't like effort. I like my life to be really, really, really easy. So dictation technology for me gives me a way to get uh, the thoughts from my head down onto a piece of paper eventually um, in a quicker time with less effort. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about dictation technology today, and I am going to try the music here, Tom, drop me a message if it works. All right, here we go. Did it work? Please let it work. Come on now. Yes. Yeah, oh, I've pressed the other one now. What's going on? You know what? Yes, I'll tell you what. Thank you very much. He is back. I am back in the game, Tom. I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game so much. I'm going to put it on again. You know, I'm so happy with myself. Ah, Seema, don't be... Seema's just put on the chat. Only reason I tuned in. Well, you know what? That's because it's so fantastic. Hang on, let's not... We're not going to the use just yet. You know, I know... Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna talk a little bit more. We're not going to go to the tip. So, Tom's tech tips are for today. Um, we're going to look at three different uh, dictation 
uh, tools that is um, that can be on its own or it can be in uh, within another program because that kind of integration of dictation within word processing programs um, is really, really useful and has been really useful for me when I make recommendations to students. Okay. Uh, hang on, we've got Paul Watson on the on the uh, Twitter. Um, is it converted oil, soil, bare beams, dust and all sorts of stuff that should be in the tip plus decor Xmas decorations? <laughs> hang on. I think I'm I think I'm getting I think I'm getting arsy commentary about my attic at the moment. Ah, yeah, you're right. It is Paul, it is, it's all that stuff. If you if you have a look at um if you have a look at the uh, video stream of where I am sat, I'm not gonna move the camera about, but just off screen there is a whole bunch of just absolute junk and took. I, I, I had to position the camera to make sure that it wasn't actually uh, on screen because i want people to come back to the show at some point and have another look anyway so yeah tom's tech tips um so my first recommendation uh when it comes to dictation technology is one that i dictate quite a lot because my institution has a site license and it's office 365 uh office 365 or i believe it's now uh like office on the web i can't i can't keep up with microsoft sometimes they're forever changing the names of stuff they do it, i think they do it just to mess with people really but anyway the online version of office 365 uh, in, in particular word has a really really decent dictation feature and it's not one that is linked to uh the computer if it's like the downloaded app the actual online app so you, you need nothing but your browser if you go to an online Word document uh, and then you, uh, the icon's actually there on the page. It's a little microphone, little blue microphone. And you press that, beep, and you can start speaking and the, and the uh, Word document will write what you say. Now, I, being my lazy self, I love that. I also, um, in my daily life, I have to deal with many different documents that don't really take that much thought to complete, you know, forms, uh, certain reports, uh, session documents, that kind of thing, the kind of, you know, meat and potatoes of educational documentation, things that don't really take a massive amount of thought and or creativity, if I'm going to be honest about it. So instead of, you know, banging away on the typewriter with my massive meat hammer hands and not getting anywhere um i use dictation i use office 365 i use the word document dictation you know i've got templates up there of all the other bits and bobs and i just speak into my computer the same way i'm speaking into this microphone at the moment or the same way that um the other microphone on the computer that i should have turned off i did uh, will be picking up my voice um, so my first recommendation when it comes to dictation apps, when it also when it comes to uh, uh, wait 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 wait. Boom. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Word Dictate. Um, it's really good. It uses uh, it uses um, an algorithm to pick up uh, your language. Now, like I say, this is not one hundred percent accurate. But what it does do, it means that you can get your uh, you can get your thoughts down. Um, uh, Seema's just asked a question: Would pronunciation be key for dictation features, though? Uh, I would it understand my Manc accent. Um, 
Now, yeah, this is we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about this after I've made the uh, you 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 beat me to the punch here, Seema. You know what I mean? Don't don't stop stop trying to stop trying to uh, push things along. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, accent is uh, one of the things that make uh, dictation software um, a little bit unsure of itself. Um, accent, sound source, and a couple of other bits and bobs. Yeah, word dictate, Shaz. Sorry, Shaz has just worked. Uh, asked word dictate yeah on office 365 on the online if you go to a document uh, it's a little blue microphone you press it if you've got a if you've got a microphone you should be able to speak into your computer um yeah accent is one of the things that some dictation features tr uh, struggle with um uh, we find it that a lot where i work because we have a lot of international students we also have a lot of international lecturers so accent means that there may be uh, a lessening of accuracy accent no sorry i'm just really tired that's 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 the thing so just ignore that last bit um but yeah accuracy can mean that uh accent uh can lead to a lack of accuracy when it comes to transcription um it gets standard English or estuary English best. I think that's right, Shaz. You know, I think that I really think it's right. Um, although there are some features where it'll learn. Um, there are some. Uh, there's a lot of apps in regards to dictation that allow you to uh, kind of guide the algorithm into what you're saying, which is also important because I work in HE, so we've got uh, students using this stuff who use very very complicated technical vocabulary regarding their subject. So it's not every day that the computer is going to pick up every single thing, but you can teach the computer to do these things. Also, and I say to the students, especially when I'm look, looking at Office 365, it's a different way of working when you're dictating um, in comparison to typing or in comparison to handwriting. Um, one of the frustrations that the students feel when they're starting uh, uh, with dictation is that they see a mistake and then they stop and because they stop it means the dictation stops and then uh, it all goes a bit to pop so one of the other things one of the other pieces of advice i give to people and i'll give it to you now see I, I, this, this i mean how much value are you getting from this show I, unbelievable absolutely unbelievable you can thank me later but one of the reasons one of the things is i say to students just speak don't worry about editing as you go through because you can't really edit um, as you're talking because you have to stop talking and then you have to start talking again but uh, uh, talk just keep talking go through it and edit afterwards once you've got something to edit because one of the frustrations is that yeah uh, dictation software is not 100% accurate so you know you, you start off and then you say you know I went to the park and it types up I went to uh, uh, the square or I went to a small uh, uh, squirrel that's not really true it doesn't it, it usually gets it in the ball, right ballpark but um and that can be frustrating because you know you're trying to communicate you're trying to be clear with your communication you don't want uh, a machine to make mistakes on your behalf so yeah i mean yeah seema um, uh, accents um sometimes they struggle with uh sound source if the sound source isn't brilliant sometimes they struggle with this is why when i do when i use dictation um software like office 365 the dictate feature on word i pr you, i pretty much always use it with a headset um because you know you've got your microphone there you can hear what you're saying and it seems to be fairly clear shaz it's a, shaz just put in the chat coding uh, yeah it's one of the most difficult ones we've got lots of students who use um 
uh, like latex and uh, you know lots of other different co i'm not an i'm not an academic you see so i they sometimes when uh, for, sometimes when it comes to the ict departments or sometimes when it comes to the computer departments at my place i'm like i've got no idea what you're doing I've got no idea what you're saying but yeah i mean we're going to get to uh, some of the difficulties in regards to dictation uh, and using dictation um, for students staff uh, or whoever a bit later on in the show because i think you know, I'm not, like I say, I'm not one of this kind of like technology will solve everything. There are downsides to it. But, uh, ah, Ben, Benjamin D. Barker says, good evening from Liverpool. Hello, Ben. I hope you are having a lovely day. Ben made a very good point on Twitter a little bit earlier about how he uses dictation um, in the kind of like the first, the first run throughs of uh, the documents that he writes. And I think that's kind of, uh, that's kind of like the fair, well, the most common usage uh, in regards to dictation technology and writing. It's kind of like getting those ideas down quickly. You know, you don't have to be sat on the, uh, you know, hunched over a keyboard. Um, uh, a lot of my students use dictation technology on the move. Uh, I do it as well. I use it on a mobile phone rather than uh, being tethered to a PC. Uh, but anyway, um, so uh, first Tom's text tip. Uh, I, just, I said that without messing it up this time. Um, first, Tom said it is Word Dictate or the dictation feature in Word Office 365 online. It's really, really good. All right, let's have a look and see what is next. It's not that. Let's try again. Uh, okay, so um, the next one uh, is not really a particular app, but... Um, for people, when people, when you say, oh, you know, have you ever dictated anything? Uh, people are like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really like it. I don't really think, I don't really think it's useful or anything. And then I think to myself, well, you know, you never use Alexa. You know, you never use Google. Uh, you never use Google Home, Google Mini. Um, we are using this kind of technology already. We're using voice recognition all the time. Um, I've said it before, but my, uh, if I was going to ever bet about what is going to take off, in the next 10 years or so in regards to technology. Um, I think voice uh, voice dictation or dictation software or being able to speak into a computer and have it right for you, that's going to be the thing. I think I'm probably going to look back on this and think, oh, you idiot, why did you say that? Oh, you stupid, stupid person. Um, but I think we may see uh, voice input take over keyboard input at some point in the future. But anyway... Um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So mobile, um, you know, we've got Alexa, we've got Google Minis, we've got all these kind of things. Your mobile phone, whether it's Android or whether it's the iPhone, both Android and iPhone have very, very good dictation features built in. Um, voice recognition features. You can dictate a document within your phone. Um, so it's not, I'm not recommending kind of a particular a particular, particular, a particular um, uh, uh, piece of technology in that case. I'm saying the phone is a dictation machine. You can use it to dictate. I mean, have a go at it now. Usually, you know, you bring up your keyboard, you've got a little microphone button on your keyboard. Press that, you speak into it, it writes for you. I've, um, as a test, I've written every single thing uh, on Twitter today. 
uh, via voice recognition on my Android phone, and it's like a proper bog standard Android phone. This is not, you know, I, you know, this is not kind of like, uh, you know, super duper. This is basically, uh, you know, a brick that's been painted black and the screen's been put on it, um, and it works. It works. So uh, the second tip is if you want to get into dictation. Get into get into dictation, like, like it's like it's a hobby. Um, if you want to start using dictation, your phone is a really good place to start. Both iPhone and Android have really good voice recognition, and you can use your phone. Uh, uh, you can dictate into documentation on the phone. Benjamin D. Barker, uh, just on the chat, has agreed. It's a downside of the dictation within Google Docs. I'm assuming because it's web-based, the transcription itself isn't being done on the device but being sent to a server somewhere. When doing it on Google Docs, quite a few errors appear. Much better on my phone, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. There's so many different options out there uh, now, Ben. It's, you, you, you bang on, and it's about trying to find the right way of doing things. I find phone dictation can be... Uh, can be uh, a lot of the time much more accurate than sitting in front of a computer dependent of course on your sound source what microphone you're using all those different things but yeah um yeah i do like have i like, but i also like the fact that the phone offers this it already offers these things already it's there you can uh, tom looks like he's <laughs> maybe um uh, there's all you can already you can already use this stuff it's already available a lot of the time it's free um so yeah people disregard dictation because sometimes it makes a fair few mistakes and i'm like what you never made a mistake writing come on now come on you know um so uh that's the second tip uh the next tip and the last one before we uh go to the news i think because if the sound's working we can go to the news thank goodness um uh, is a online free online app now if you want to have a go at dictation um and I, I say this to everybody don't don't just buy a load of stuff and just you know because you know you, you don't know if it's going to work for you you don't know whether the process will be a good one you don't know whether it's going to be productive for you everybody's different some people love dictation some people find it a frustrating process um but if you're going to try it's a really good uh, one of the really good places to try is uh, an online app called dictation io uh, forward slash speech uh, what happens is it's just like a it comes up with a notebook page on the web and you can just speak and it will write out what you say so if you're kind of like on the if you're kind of like oh, i don't really know whether this is going to be the thing for me i don't really know if i should give this a go um just get uh just go to uh dictation io forward slash speech um and have a go have a try it's a nice and it's a nice and simple app you simply speak into it it types out what you say you can have a look at the accuracy you can have a look at the the um the way you can have a look at the speed of how you how fast you have to speak oh that's the other thing that's that's one of the greatest kind of um improvements in dictation uh, people think because it's dictation that you have to speak like this for the i'm going to stop that you have to speak really slowly for the computer to actually understand anything that's not the case it's not the case um uh, most dictation apps handle natural speech really really well 
you don't have to sound like a robot that is getting uh, its batteries removed whilst you're talking to the computer. You can talk very much like I'm talking now in a quite natural way. Um, but yeah, but if you want to try it out and you think to yourself, actually, this might be for me, don't spend a load of money on a load of kit from the beginning. Just go to dictation io forward slash speech and just have a little play. See what you think. Uh, you'll need a microphone or some way to make sure that you've got audio on your computer, obviously, because you're going to be speaking. Um, but it's a nice little online app. Gives you a taste of uh, dictation and gives you a taste of what it can do. Um, yeah, so those are, uh, when it comes to the... Um, so those are my tech tips for today. Um, yeah, dictation. So we're talking about dictation at the moment. We're talking about the upsides, the downsides. Uh, we're talking about which accent works best. Um, after the news, I'm going to start looking at uh, how this well, how would this work in schools, this type of technology? Would it work in schools? It certainly works in HE. Uh, I've seen it work. Could you use it in schools? Will it allow certain students to perhaps create something that they, in, that they might not be able to in other ways? But anyway, I'm going to put the news on. Uh, I'm going to take a massive swig of my coffee <laughs> just so I can carry on. And um, I will uh, be back here in around about 10 minutes. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, 
and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. The NAHT annual conference began on Friday and education in Wales has been put under the spotlight. Leaders in Wales, according to a report in the TES magazine, are calling for the fair funding of all schools. NAHT school leaders are gathering in Telford for this year's conference and it is expected that they will hear calls for school funding to be fit for purpose and ensure transparency and equity for all in Wales. There have also been concerns expressed about spiralling costs which threaten to swallow up existing budgets. The four key areas being focused on are teachers' pay awards, greater clarity on the new curriculum for Wales, investment in training and finally funding for small rural schools. It's likely that the ongoing impact of the pandemic will also be discussed as pressures such as supply costs continue. At the same conference, head teachers working in schools in England criticised Dickensian levels of poverty. Paul Gosling, new president of the NAHT, told leaders that when he first became a head teacher, he had only ever heard of food banks in connection with charities supporting the homeless, but that they now form a vital part of our local community's support. Dr Gosling also highlighted the worrying increase in parents who are struggling with their mental health as they try to make decisions as to whether they can afford to feed their children or pay rising household bills. He linked the recent government white paper to the concept of poverty, saying that the aspirations for the education of young people could not be reached without tackling poverty first. He also commented on the absence of Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi at the conference and said that this is a sign that he is unable to be here to look in the eye of a group of people who truly understand what it means to be a leader. MP Heather Wheeler writes in A Peace for Politics Home that the public and private sector need to harness the enthusiasm of young people. In the article, she outlines plans to ensure that one in 20 civil servants will be an apprentice by 2025 and that opportunities will be spread right across the UK. She also went on to promise that the number of apprentices from less advantaged backgrounds will never dip below 39%, a threshold set by the Social Mobility Commission. The graduation of the son of one of Nigeria's state governors from a university in London has prompted reaction from ordinary Nigerian citizens, according to a report on a news website. Whilst Governor Nazir al-Rufari posted pictures of the event, Many others commented on why the Nigerian politician had not seen fit to educate his child at a Nigerian university, with some even suggesting that there should be a law preventing all civil servants and politicians from sending their children in foreign universities, insisting that this is the only way to improve Nigeria's university system. Others accused the government of playing politics with the educational system in Nigeria. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. 
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this term is known to be one of the hardest. When we're distracted and tired, it's easy to make a mistake and fall for a scam. There are loads of scams out there, but the use of subdomains to give a fake sense of security is one scam that a lot of people fall for. In the interest of keeping you, your family and your friends safe, over the next two episodes, I'm going to explain the fake bank message scam and how it can look so believable. First up, we need to discuss how data travels over the internet. If you explore an internet address, let's take Teachers Talk Radio as our example, HTTPS www.ttradio.org. There are basically four parts. HTTPS, this is Hypertext Transfer Protocol, with the S standing for secure. Protocols are used for data transfer. The HTTP protocol allows the transmission of HTML or hypertext markup language from a web server to your computer. In basic terms, it lets a web page be requested and viewed. The confusion here is the secure version. Some believe that seeing a site is HTTPS and has a little padlock in the address bar means that you are protected. To some extent, this is true. However, the security certificate for a site simply encrypts or scrambles the transmission. So if it's intercepted, it can't be used. So yes, you are secure from interception but if the owner of a website is dishonest, you're not safe from them. The next three parts are to do with where the web page resides or the address. Like we need a postcode and house number, your computer needs to know where to look for the information you want. WWW is the World Wide Web, a huge network of interconnected networks. TT Radio is the name of the website and .org is the top level domain. Again, simplifying this, .org domains are kept in a kind of phone book that can be accessed by your internet service provider. So to find ttradio.org, .org tells you to look in the .org phone book for TT Radio and return where the website is for your browser to download it. Why don't you ask your pupils, family and friends what they believe the padlock and HTTPS means? You may be surprised at the answer you receive. Next time, we're going to look at how criminals use this misconception to gain your trust. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. I hate having Steve on the show because he just sounds like he is he's brilliant, isn't he? Two minutes, and he's got through all that information. Uh, he has also made me incredibly paranoid about my uh, my security of my uh, of the internet now, but that's all right. So that's great. Thank you very much for Stephen. Thank you very much for Mary for the news. So we're talking about dictation technology at the moment. We've gone through some of Tom's tech tips. It's really weird saying Tom in the third person, by the way. Um, uh, you know, is at least what DJs like think about all the time you know tom tom like my my tech tips um so word dictate uh on office 365 would be my first uh choice um there's also fantastic dictation features that you can use on your mobile phones and dictation io forward slash speech if you want to give it a go online just to kind of get a feel for the technology itself uh, going back to some of the comments from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, from the chat here in the Podbean Live chat, we've got uh, from Shaz again. Could work brilliantly in FE. Yeah, I agree, Shaz. I really, really agree. Uh, my heart is with FE uh, because uh, I worked in FE for about ten years, and because of the, you know, the various different things, the various vocational, uh, various vocational courses, various courses that aren't vocational. You know, yeah, having a way to uh, having a way to input text uh, that is fast, that 
uh, means that you don't have to worry too much about things like spelling uh, and grammar. We'll talk about grammar a little bit. Um, I think it. I think it'd be a really, really good option. Yeah, uh, and I think it'd be really good in FE. So that's a very good point. Thank you for thank you for putting it out there. Um, before I go on, and before we talk about kind of uh, you know, will this work in schools? Will this work in other educational institutions? Um, let's have a think about uh, some of the downsides. I I love dictation technology. I'm not going to lie. It's it's one of my it's one of my big big big. Uh, I try to promote it as much as I can because um, although it's fairly prevalent in lots of different areas people don't really t tend to kind of uh use it as much even people i think would benefit uh, who would benefit massively from using dictation technology um you could you could write an essay whilst you're lying in bed uh you know well pe some people do that anyway but you could you'd, you'd, you could uh you could um, sort out your paperwork whilst you're frying some eggs <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to what I'm trying to do is basically I'm trying to say it's a it's a viable way of getting text into a computer and more people should use it I really really believe it I think more should, people should use it because I think it works it streamlines processes it's great for certain disabilities um, it's, it's great if you just if you just can't be bothered staring at a screen anymore you get yourself a wireless headset and you can be out and about if you use your mobile phone to dictate you can you can be mobile you don't have to be tethered um to a screen in a small attic on a sunday night like i am at the moment you can just get on with doing something whilst you're writing i think that's i think that's really really good but as I say, I'm not kind of like a technology will solve all these different things. Um, if you're on the video stream, I just flap my arms around for no reason there. Um, also, I look, I look like I'm, I look like I'm in cadet school. I've got a camo t-shirt. I've got camo headphones, gaming headphones. I look like I'm flying a drone at the moment. So sorry, sorry about that, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress myself a little bit more appropriately next time. I might even put on like a jacket with elbow pads. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how we roll. Corduroy. Mm -mm, yeah. Um, but uh, dictation. Uh, let's have a think about some of the downsides. Here's something that um, uh, that I haven't considered because uh, because in a practical um, application, uh, if you need to use dictation, you're not always in an environment where you can use dictation, not always an environment where you can speak freely. Um, I use dictation a lot. Luckily, I work from home a couple of days a week, and I use dictation all the time. Um, I, I use it to write all sorts of different documentation. Uh, I use it to uh, send messages. I use it to tweet quite a lot. Um, but there's no one around me. I'm just I'm in my little office, uh, the top floor, uh, somewhere in somewhere in the north, and um, you know I don't have to worry about things like disturbing other people. I don't have to worry about things like uh, talking about information that I don't necessarily, uh, I don't necessarily um, even, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily want to share with uh, people. Um, so that's one of the downsides. Is also there's a self-conscious element if you're dictating something around other people. You know, you know, you're talking. Uh, I don't know why because people tend to talk into their phones all the time. At the moment, especially on my bus in the morning, at great length, really loudly. Uh, so, uh, but people do feel self-conscious talking, and they do feel self-conscious. Um, uh, and it's difficult if you want a quiet environment 
so schools, you know, schools, if the input would be speaking uh, to get something written down, it would it would be um, it would be incredibly loud and incredibly difficult. Um, there are ways around it. Um, stenographers um, use uh, kind of face masks, kind of like Bane looking things that isolate the sound that they're talking about. And um, it means that nobody else around you can hear. Uh, so, you know, but that means that you've got to kind of put on this kind of, you know, Batman style kind of, all the show, I'm dictating, leave me alone. That's my best Bane voice, by the way. Uh, that's that's as good as it gets, so all apologies. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there are, mechan- there are machines um, and tools that allow you to speak but not make any sound but those are few and far between and very very expensive for what they are some of them also look like uh um they also look like you are running around in uh, a world war one trench and the gas has just gone off as well i mean but i do think that if you do i think possibly in the near future there's going to be ways where we uh, people will still be able to dictate, but sound will be able to cut off, be cut off from everybody else. I don't know how, but but I, but, but I mean, there's things that exist now, and if they, and if uh, dictation becomes um, more mainstream, as it were, I think there'll be the need to try to find ways to isolate your voice from your surrounding areas. But it is a downside at the moment. I did uh, mention, of course, that sometimes uh, it's you can be very self-conscious speaking. Uh, into a computer, uh, if you're in an office, uh, if you're in a classroom, um, yeah. So that that that's something to do with it as well. So downsides, you know, it's very sometimes difficult to dictate in a quiet environment if other people are around. Uh, another downside is, as I've mentioned before, no dictation program currently is a hundred percent accurate. Um, it's it is it's a big downside, and it's one of the things that leads to great frustration if uh, people want to actually use dictation software. It's not one hundred percent accurate. So, um, the use of AI uh, means that accuracy has increased greatly, but it's still not one hundred percent. No, and uh, I haven't seen uh, if you, I mean. Ben Benjamin just put in the put in the comment. I've used dictation so much I've caught myself saying comma or full stop when leaving a normal voicemail. <laughs> Someone, yeah, you just <laughs> you're on you're on the phone to your mum. Uh, Hi, mum, comma. She said, what? <laughs> finding uh, Seamus just put in finding a dictation software for meetings would be the dream. Well, this is this is the thing. Uh, Seema, there, there, there are there are some there's some real great software. I've, I said to Tom at the beginning of the show, I won't mention it again because I've already mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again anyway. Uh, Otter AI is a third uh, third party dictation device, um, and what it does, it has lots of really good features. And one of those features is that within the app, uh, if there's a conversation, um, it will identify who's speaking. So. Um, you know, so you could have a meeting, you could uh, have a, a recording of the meeting, and Otter AI says that doesn't give any names or anything because, like, you don't know. But it says speaker one, speaker two, speaker three, speaker one, speaker two, and it's fairly accurate. I mean, uh, Microsoft Teams has uh, uh, kind of uh, excuse me, 
Microsoft's kit teams has um yeah i know it is pretty cool yeah seems just right oh wow that is cool yeah it is it is i mean microsoft teams um i don't know how many people out there use that as the primary way of having online meetings um i do uh because as i say my institution is like heavily heavily into the the uh, microsoft environment but teams you can you can come up with uh, a transcription it's got instant instant captioning yeah, this Seema, seriously, this is this Seema's also just written that I use Teams for meetings all the time. I had no idea you could do that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, T uh, Teams has auto captioning. The thing about Microsoft products is that they've, they've philosophically they're trying to make sure that everything's integrated, but means that you don't know where anything is. So um, yeah, in Microsoft Teams, if you go to your meeting, you go to the three little dots. You can go uh, record the meeting. If you record the meeting, there will be a transcription as well. So, you know, I mean, it might be, uh, tell you what, taking meeting minutes and meetings is a right pain, you know, and you just think, oh, you know, you know, when that question is asked when you're in a meeting, it's like, well, okay, so guys, uh, when there's not somebody designated to do it, obviously, but you know, who's going to take the minutes and people just like step back, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. Oh God, does that mean I have to listen? You know, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, Otter AI, really good. At recording really good at identifying different people in a recording uh teams has a captioning function uh and lots of other there's a lot also guys don't think that these are just the only options out there i hate to think that i'm trying to press particular programs on people the you know dictation software it's kind of a genre of software and there are lots and lots and lots of different alternatives lots of different versions so um i mentioned particular programs but there's a whole world of dictation software out there uh, everything from kind of like the ogs of dictation such as um uh, dragon naturally speaking uh to you know to new apps i've got an app a specific and this is this is this is how this is uh, this is how uh sad i am um i i like dictation so much that i have i bought for 99 pence a specific app that is ba is basically just a shopping list app you know like a, a bog standard shopping list app but it has a really really nice easy to use voice uh, recognition function so i can just say my shopping because i that's how lazy i am you know that it's no there is no need for me to have that function on a shopping list app it's just i want it because it's easy so you know i say you know i you know when i'm going out and about and i'm trying to remember what it is that i'm supposed to buy because i could never before i do it i just go and one of the th one of the things is on this particular app you have to say and for it to be a, a new different thing so you know um before i set off i'm in my kitchen and i'm just i'm saying tomatoes and burgers and food and lots of vodka and yeah and so you think uh, anybody looking at me thinking what is going on and that's going back to the self-conscious thing again but it's just so much easier than having to type out you know type out having to thumb out on a mobile phone what you're going to buy you just say you just say it it's done it's there and it's written um so but i'm going back to the whole kind of evangelizing about dictation let's talk about some of the other downsides uh, it was mentioned a little bit earlier in the show um not 100 accurate accuracy can decrease uh, for lots of different reasons when it comes to dictation technology uh sound source 
is one of the one of the reasons if you're recording uh, sorry not if recording if yeah well yeah if your recording equipment isn't brilliant or if the sound source is uh, not particularly clear that can mean that you um, have a, you might not have a massively accurate uh, dictation um, if uh, the person speaking has an accent that the, the, the dictation program app whatever doesn't like or struggles with that can lead to a massive massive decrease in accuracy um, and sometimes in that case it's about trying to find the right program for you some uh, some dictation programs do lot, a lot better with strong accents than others I've never really had a problem because I'm just so average in lots of different ways but I have a very average, flat, southeast London uh, esque accent. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not as Lewisham anymore as I used to be. Uh, so uh, very flat. And I, for me, when it comes to accuracy, if I use something like Word Dictate, it's, it's about ninety-five percent accurate. You know, um, and that's that that that'll do me. You know, uh, but that will go up or will go down, dependent on who is speaking. One of the other reasons that I'm doing that thing again with my arm. Apologies to those on the video. <laughs> it's, like, it's all right. I'm not. I'm not having some form of a, not some form of a episode. Don't worry. Um, but uh, one of the things that my students use dictation uh, software for is to get um, a transcript of sessions and lectures. You know, uh, if uh, many of my students who I work with are disabled, so they have permission to record in lectures, seminars, and so on and so forth. So they use dictation software uh, to record the lecture and have an instant transcription of that lecture. <laughs> Shaz is like, we start different here. Doc. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I'm terrible at accents. I'm not very good at all. So uh, uh, this will probably be the last show for for quite a lot of people because they're just going to turn off because I think it's massively offensive. Yeah, we do. Uh, we talk different round here, Doc. Um, it's true. It's true. And accent is a bit of a deal breaker sometimes when it comes to dictation technology. I'm not going to lie. Um, but that's why you should use things like dictation.io forward slash speech just to see what it can do and see what the limitations are because there are limitations. Um uh, let's just, uh, um, before I go on, I'm just going to go and uh, have a look and see what the commentary is like on um, Ruth Smith, uh, Ruthie, i.e., uh, on Twitter says, uh, yeah, my kid has dyslexia and used uh, dictation software in Google Docs in lockdown just to get her stories onto the page, year three. Uh, March 2020 is down in the dumps for being kept in at break to finish work. Return to school with confidence that she can write happier girl. That is crap, apparently, according to Shaz. And if we talk about my accent, we're not talking about Ruth's uh, tweet. You did Yorkshire. I'm Nottingham Duck. I don't even know what a Nottingham accent sounds like, to be honest. You know, um, every time I think of Nottingham, I think of Robin Hood. Um, but uh, I don't think everybody in Nottingham s sounds like Kevin Costner, do they? You know, <laughs> so, so apologies for the accent. But this is a really good point by Ruth Smith. Scouse accent go no way am i going to try a scouse accent because that that we, uh, we just uh, you know hey, hey like hey what is hey uh, hello 
I'm, I'm Tom. We talk about technology. Hey, all right. That wasn't too bad, that actually. I think even seven out of ten. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Right, don't do this because this is what my students do. They get me on uh, a tangent, and Scouse is gorgeous, actually. Shaz, um, yeah, it's a, it's a be- beautiful accent, but not when I'm pretending. Uh, yeah, so back to Ruth, Ruthie, uh, Ruthie, uh, I.E. at the end. Yeah, um, it's something that I've seen as well, Ruth is that students with dyslexia can use dictation software and it removes some of the issues that they ha- that they face. So for instance, if a student is uh, not massively confident in regards to spelling, especially uh, in, rega- in HE when there's a lot of technical vocabulary, um, it takes away some of those issues. Um, it takes away uh, some issues in regards to hand-eye coordination, um, and very, uh, and I've said this to students itself. It's not simply uh, an academic tool. What it can do, it can lead to a lessening of anxiety in regards to the written word. So, yeah, thank you very much for um, for that, Ruth. That's a, that's a really really good comment, and thank you for sharing that lovely story. Um, so, yeah, so we're talking about downsides. Accents can be, uh, yes, uh, sound can be. Uh, a problem sometimes and the fear of uh, causing a disruption a noisy disruption um, in a particular area is a downside but uh, oh, am I going to be controversial yeah I'm, I'm going to be controversial I will, I'm going to say that the benefits outweigh the uh, the disadvantages when it comes to dictation technology it's available now ladies and gentlemen it works to a certain extent it's free in many cases and what it can do, it can allow students, whether it be HE, FE, secondary, primary, it can allow students a different way of creating text, uh, a different way, something that means that they might be able to overcome particular barriers that they may have. Uh, something that is, um, uh, Shaz has just put a, a, a comment up about spelling, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to share it because uh, it's funny, but... Uh, you know, I want to keep. I want to. I want to keep my slot. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah, it, this is one of the things. Dictation as an assistive technology for students with certain issues, difficulties. It's a fantastic thing. It's readily available. It's free in lots of cases. Why not use it? You know, why not? Why why not give it a go? Um, and I think, uh, and it's nice to have a show like this where you talk about it because what you can do is you can just make people a little bit more aware of this particular way of working. Um, so um, that's talked about some recommendations, talked about some of the downsides. Um, I think it's viable. I think it's uh, a great way of doing things. I think it allows lots of people who may struggle in certain areas when it comes to English. Um, uh, sorry, when it comes to the written word, um, I think it helps quite a fair bit. So um, what we'll do is uh, I'll put the news on again because it's quite a long show, this one. I'm, I, you know, it's long for me. I'm bet it's absolutely blooming, epically long for you out there. <laughs> um, uh, I'll put the news on again and afterwards we'll have a chat about maybe how this might look like in um, in a practical application. Uh, you know, can is it ever going to work in schools? Is it, you know, are you going to be able to accommodate somebody 
And this is already happening in exams, guys, you know, exam accommodations, um, you know, the use of speech, uh, the use of speech to text technology is a reasonable adjustment uh, in many cases. So, uh, so yeah, it's already out there. It's already happening. But will it be more widespread? Is there too many things in school, say, that will put a kind of kibosh on this type of technology? Is it about attitude, you know? Um, the written word and the creation of the written word is something that's fairly sacred to a lot of educators out there. Um, and sometimes when uh, a new way of doing things comes along, there can be a certain amount of, rightly so, a certain amount of hesitancy and a certain amount of kind of pushback. But anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about real world applications. Uh, we'll talk about um, uh, uh, students, how they use it. We had a lovely, had a lovely example there from Ruth. Um, how it might ha help uh, uh, dyslexic students in particular, but it helps quite a lot of other students. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. But um, I'll put the news on again uh, because uh, that coffee is just looking at me and saying, drink me. And um, we'll be back in eight and a bit minutes. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. 
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. The NAHT annual conference began on Friday, and education in Wales has been put under the spotlight. Leaders in Wales, according to a report in the TES magazine, are calling for the fair funding of all schools. NAHT school leaders are gathering in Telford for this year's conference and it is expected that they will hear calls for school funding to be fit for purpose and ensure transparency and equity for all in Wales. There have also been concerns expressed about spiralling costs which threaten to swallow up existing budgets. The four key areas being focused on are teachers' pay awards, greater clarity on the new curriculum for Wales, investment in training and finally, funding for small rural schools. It's likely that the ongoing impact of the pandemic will also be discussed as pressures such as supply costs continue. At the same conference, head teachers working in schools in England criticised Dickensian levels of poverty. Paul Gosling, new president of the NAHT, told leaders that when he first became a head teacher, he had only ever heard of food banks in connection with charities supporting the homeless but that they now form a vital part of our local community's support. Dr Gosling also highlighted the worrying increase in parents who are struggling with their mental health as they try to make decisions as to whether they can afford to feed their children or pay rising household bills. He linked the recent government white paper to the concept of poverty, saying that the aspirations for the education of young people could not be reached without tackling poverty first. He also commented on the absence of Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi at the conference and said that this is a sign that he is unable to be here to look in the eye of a group of people who truly understand what it means to be a leader. MP Heather Wheeler writes in A Peace for Politics Home that the public and private sector need to harness the enthusiasm of young people. In the article, she outlines plans to ensure that one in 20 civil servants will be an apprentice by 2025 and that opportunities will be spread right across the UK. She also went on to promise that the number of apprentices from less advantaged backgrounds will never dip below 39%, a threshold set by the Social Mobility Commission. The graduation of the son of one of Nigeria's state governors from a university in London has prompted reaction from ordinary Nigerian citizens, according to a report on a news website. Whilst Governor Nazir al-Rufari posted pictures of the event, many others commented on why the Nigerian politician had not seen fit to educate his child at a Nigerian university, with some even suggesting that there should be a law preventing all civil servants and politicians from sending their children in foreign universities, insisting that this is the only way to improve Nigeria's university system. Others accuse the government of playing politics with the educational system in Nigeria. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this term is known to be one of the hardest. When we're distracted and tired, it's easy to make a mistake and fall for a scam. There are loads of scams out there, but the use of subdomains to give a fake sense of security is one scam that a lot of people fall for. 
In the interest of keeping you, your family and your friends safe, over the next two episodes I'm going to explain the fake bank message scam and how it can look so believable. First up we need to discuss how data travels over the internet. If you explore an internet address, let's take Teachers Talk Radio as our example, https www.ttradio.org. There are basically four parts. HTTPS, this is Hypertext Transfer Protocol, with the S standing for secure. Protocols are used for data transfer. The HTTP protocol allows the transmission of HTML or hypertext markup language from a web server to your computer. In basic terms, it lets a web page be requested and viewed. The confusion here is the secure version. Some believe that seeing a site is HTTPS and has a little padlock in the address bar means that you are protected. To some extent, this is true. However, the security certificate for a site simply encrypts or scrambles the transmission. So if it's intercepted, it can't be used. So yes, you are secure from interception but if the owner of a website is dishonest, you're not safe from them. The next three parts are to do with where the web page resides or the address. Like we need a postcode and house number, your computer needs to know where to look for the information you want. WWW is the World Wide Web, a huge network of interconnected networks. TT Radio is the name of the website and .org is the top level domain. Again, simplifying this, .org domains are kept in a kind of phone book that can be accessed by your internet service provider. So to find ttradio.org, .org tells you to look in the .org phone book for TT Radio and return where the website is for your browser to download it. Why don't you ask your pupils, family and friends what they believe the padlock and HTTPS means? You may be surprised at the answer you receive. Next time, we're going to look at how criminals use this misconception to gain your trust. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. That's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah, dictation is the subject for this evening, this evening's discussion. We're talking about talking, we're talking about voice input as a viable alternative to using a keyboard. I said that we should uh, maybe think about exactly how this might look in because uh, I know how it looks in HE, you know, uh, I see I see it uh, on the reg, as the kids like to say, when it comes to how my students or many of my students work. Um, but how might it work in a school? Would it ever work in a school? Uh, yeah, I, I think that what we have to think about is we have to think about, well, okay, writing and moving away from writing, as it were, as a physical act using either a keyboard or a pen. Um, if you can find a way to get text out there, then, you know, and if it works for you and is easier for you or is essential for you in many of the cases, then surely that's of benefit when it comes to things like English, creative writing, uh, or just about any type of written um, text. Uh, one of the issues that I have in regards to some students who use certain programs, uh, speech-to-text programs, is that their subject matter is can be very, very um, uh, technical. So, for instance, uh, mathematics can be problematic because you know trying to ensure that formula is written accurately can be difficult if you're using speech-to-text. But there are actual programs that specialise in that type of writing as well. Um, just going back to some of the comments that are being made as well. Listen, thank you very much, you lot, for actually uh, joining in. Um, I don't often have guests on the show because 
uh, I can't really uh, talk too loudly um, at the moment. If you can see me on the if you, <laughs> if you can see me on the live stream, I'm kind of like huddled in the corner, just practically eating my microphone, just so I can keep my voice down a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, but thank you very much for all the input. Thank you very much for all the input um, on Podbean live chat. Thank you very much for all the input on Twitter. So we'll have a look at some of the other commentary on Twitter. We had Ruth talking about her her daughter whilst she was off um, using uh, speech to text I sometimes I, I can't sometimes get that all the time I get that wrong all the time when I'm working speech to text text to speech uh, you know dictation we'll call it dictation because that's what it is um, uh, Ruth was talking about her daughter using dictation during the pandemic and being able to become more confident in the fact that she can create writing uh, after having that confidence knocked in regards to her dyslexia in regards to the physical act of writing Ian Goldsworthy on Twitter um, just said, it's been a revelation for my dyspraxic 14-year-old. Never mastered writing despite reading to a good level. Started using Dragon with him in lockdown, and it's transformed his writing in terms of length and quality. Long way from perfect still, but so much better than pen and paper. I think, yeah, there are certain situations and certain situations that I see uh, very regularly due to my role um, where it's a better option than the more traditional pen paper typing um, and it can mean that students who suffer with difficulties when it comes to those more traditional ways of inputting can flourish uh, and and yeah i mean ian's also pointed out it, it, there is a long way to go there is a long way to go when it comes to accuracy there's a long way to go when it comes to um, uh, grammar and punctuation uh, i know that uh, on the chat in the um, pod, Podbean Live, uh, Shaz is uh, giving it some about the importance of grammar and punctuation, and perhaps it's not as important um, as people make it out to be. Um, but in that, in the case of grammar and punctuation, um, there are programs that make an attempt to add grammar and punctuation automatically. There's programs that do it automatically. There's programs where you can just literally dictate the punctuation and it'll write for you like uh, ben said a bit earlier on in the show that um he often finds himself in a conversation an actual real phone conversation and he often finds himself dictating punctuation in that phone conversation <laughs> i like that I like, I like the idea um so yeah i mean there are programs that will do this automatically i've not to be honest i've not come across a dictation app or program or system that gets it right very much um i would probably never rely on an app to add punctuation because it's not there yet but it feels like it's close you know it feels like it's close so at the moment when i dictate uh um i dictate first drafts of things i dictate tweets i dictate uh kind of uh bog standard um kind of everyday working documents excuse me um I sometimes I sometimes use programs such as Word Dictate, um, and happily for me, in my particular position, um, it recognises me when I'm dictating the punctuation as well. So I do say full stop, new line, comma, and so on and so forth. Um, but I, I, I foresee a day, and I foresee it being quite soon, where the accuracy both of the speech recognition and the uh, insert insertion, yeah, insertion of grammar is going to be to a point where you'll be able to speak um, 
a academic document. You'll be able to uh, you'll be able to the computer will be able to recognise when there's a comma, when there's a full stop, when a new line should be inserted, when a colon, semicolon should be in there. Um, at the moment, you have to do your own little checking uh, most of the time uh, if you if you're going for the automatic route. But you can also just put in uh, punctuation, uh, dictating it as you would dictate anything else in a particular document. Uh, I mean, some people find this, uh, you know, some people find this stuff surprising. I've had a couple of comments on uh, the chat here, the live, uh, the Podbean live chat. Um, I didn't know that, you know, you could do this. That's all that, that's always a problem. And I keep coming back to this on my show because I keep coming back to it at work. Um, awareness is always an issue. Not knowing that these things um, exist is always an issue. Um, lists of uh, off the top of my head, and you know, bear with me. It's, it's past nine o'clock. I'm usually I'm usually tucked up in bed at this time, with a with a with a bovril and uh, my uh, my uh, sleeping hat, and you know, looking like Scrooge. <laughs> but um, off the top of my head, things that uh, programs that have uh, auto captioning, transcription, uh, dictation. Uh, features um, Zoom. Uh, Zoom has a auto captioning uh, auto captioning uh, facility that is pretty much dictation of text. Um, already mentioned it before, but uh, Teams has that facility. Otter AI has uh, well, that's a third party, so that doesn't really that doesn't really count. Uh, but but Zoom uh, Teams. Uh, Office 365, the, all those products, uh, Google Docs. I've not been, I've, I'm not focused on Google, very, Google, Google. I'm going, going back to the Google Scouse there. <laughs> um, I've not focused much on the Google side of things. Um, yeah, uh, Google's voice recognition in the Google Docs is is really good as well. You know, uh, I think it's called Voice Control on that app. I can't remember exactly, but I think it's called Voice. Uh, uh, voice typing no it's called voice typing and google docs it's there it's ready it's available you can use it you know um, no google google has um you know infiltrated education with the chromebook thing for for quite a while but i'm still talking to teachers i'm still talking to students that don't realize that it has a dictation feature built in um every single mobile phone that you'll come across has a dicta has a dictation feature you know iPhone, iPhone's dictation um, uh, voiceover is is great, it's really really good. Um, you know, Android has its own as well. Google Docs, uh, the entire Office three six five suite, um, Zoom, uh, and a whole bunch of other products have this technology built in already. It's available. You can use it. You can use it now. You know, after this show, if you don't automatically completely fall asleep which is exactly what i'm going to do as soon as this finishes um you know go on to dictation io forward slash speech you know it's there it's available you can uh you know you can you can record and you can record uh, sound sources it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, just you talking if you want a transcription of somebody else's conversation you can do that you know, um, a lot of my recommendations when it comes to speech to text is about making sure that you capture information, for instance, in lectures and in seminars and making sure that you have an instant transcription 
of those things, whether it be live if you're actually sat in a lecture theatre or from a recorded lecture. Uh, you know, I, this, this is why um, I'm, I'm always like, no, you know, I'm not a technology evangelist. Not a technology evangelist. I'm not going to, you know, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, this is going to change things. But when it comes to dictation, this is a form of technology that is or has changed things already, and I think it's going to continue to change things. I think it's going to continue to be uh, uh, become more and more popular as it becomes more and more accurate. Um, I honestly think it's probably voice voice input is probably going to be the primary way that people are going to put text into a computer. And I think uh, Amampanian, hello from Ghana. That's great. A teacher in rural Ghana. Thank you very much for joining the show and joining the chat. Really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the feedback that I'm getting and all the suggestions that are being made by other people out there and all the, the, the really uh, nice stories about how dictation features in uh, modern programs are helping uh, many students, many children, try and get get to grips with the written word you know maybe we shouldn't call it the written word get to grips with words <laughs> um it's it's just another way of doing things and it's a fairly good way in lots of different situations for lots of different people um and it's available currently you know um if you are if you if you're looking to recommend dictation if you're looking to use dictation yourself you do have to remember it's a different way of doing things. So there are certain things that you need to think about. Um, don't edit on the fly. Just keep talking and then edit afterwards if you if you want to make sure that everything is as accurate as possible. You, you think to yourself, oh, well, that's, that's just another step, isn't it? But uh, speaking personally, I can do a rough version and edit that rough version at the end of it. Heck of a lot quicker than I can just... Um, Oh, thank you very much. I'm Ampanion. Uh, first time of joining, just chance on your show. Love, hey, lovely. It's lovely to have you here. Really, really appreciate it. Um, so when it comes to dictation, uh, then I can dictate and edit a document faster than I can type out the same document, a lot faster. So maybe when it comes to the skills that people will need in the future in regards to writing, maybe instead of being able to um, compose and uh, ensuring that composing um, uh, accurate composition of writing is the skill that you need it might be a case that it's about editing and uh, being able to edit speech being able to think about how spoken words going to look like on the page and being able to perhaps kind of shift your thinking to a more uh, a more um, uh, thinking about syntax and thinking about how to dictate documentation that will also work on the page as well as uh, conversational speech. You know, it's all about that, that you know, English teacher, right? You know, formality, talking about formality. Um, all the things that you will be taught teaching uh, when it comes to the written word, um, uh, it will be about dictation of, uh, it'll be about trying to edit the spoken word. And I think, you know, that's, it's not much of a leap, if I'm going to be honest. Not much of a leap at all. I'm just going to quickly uh, check the time because I do have a have an issue of, <laughs> of overrunning. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of minutes. So let's do a summary. Let's, let's summarize what we what, what have we learned today, lads, lads and lasses. All right. So um, 
if we talk about dictation technology, which means in many cases, it's a way to write text by speaking into a machine, either a computer or a mobile phone, primarily. Um, dictation technology has evolved immensely over the past 10 years uh, from being fairly arduous to train uh, back in back in the day back in the day when I was there we had to you had to wind up the computer to get it going and then you had to sit in front of it and talk just carry on talking and talking and talking um, and it was quite an arduous task you know quite an arduous task whereas now the uh, the way of working and the technology means it's a little, it's a lot more immediate. It's a lot more immediate. It's a lot more um, accessible, as it were. We looked at a couple of examples. So, um, Word Dictate, the, the the Dictate feature in Office three six five or Word for the Web or whatever it's calling itself these days, um, is really really good, really good, uh, fairly accurate. Um, Oh, it's also got a transcription feature as well. I think I mentioned that before, where you can upload, you can upload sound files, you can upload video files, and it will transcribe and write down what's being said. All very useful, very useful. Um, a lot of students who I work with have a lot of transcription to do for interviews, field work, that type of thing. But yeah, Word Dictate. We looked at Word Dictate. Um, we talked about using uh, mobile phones, either iPhone or Apple. The native dictation features in mobile phones are really good. And then I just give you a heads up about Dictation IO forward slash speech, where you can have a go at yourself online and just see if it's a way of working that's going to work for you or perhaps work for a student if you're going to try and recommend it. Um, we thought about what the downsides are when it comes to accuracy, when it comes to feeling self-conscious about speaking. Um, but uh, but I, I I came off the fence and I said I think the benefits far outweigh the uh, difficulties if you can make sure that the program that you're using recognizes your voice well to a certain extent. If it doesn't, there's no point in using it, is there? You know what I mean? You know, if it's not if it's not recognizing fairly accurately what you're saying, then it's just yeah, there's, there's not much point. But uh, in my experience, my limited experience, I'm only one person, um, accuracy is really, really good in many, many, many different cases. And if you're unsure, um, take them to the site and just let let your student have a go and see if it makes a difference. Um, yeah, like I say, I think it's probably one of the most transformative technologies that I recommend. Um, it's definitely one of those kind of light bulb moments for a lot of my students who have always struggled with the written word. I demonstrate, I live demonstrate some of the stuff and I just speak, I speak fairly naturally and then, you know, it, it comes up on the screen and students are like that, you know, their eyes light up. It's like, that's going to that's, that's gonna really help. And it is really helpful for students with disabilities. It's helpful for students who struggle when it comes to confidence with the written word. Uh, it's helpful for educators, uh, teachers, because it means that you can streamline the time it takes for you to write the untold amount of documents that you have to write on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, so for my money, uh, dictation is a really, really, really fantastic tool in regards to the creation of text in many, many different situations. But anyway, uh, oh, that's time, lads and, lads and lasses, gentlemen, ladies, and all you out there, you know, the bell's gone. Uh, it's uh, half nine. Um, I am hoping that you get a lie-in uh, tomorrow morning. 
uh, because we don't, you know, you don't have to be at school, you don't have to be at college, I don't have to be at university, which is one of the ways, one of the reasons why I'm actually here. Um, so uh, if you haven't done it already, have a go at using dictation, see if it's for you. Um, and uh, if you think it might be useful to your students, recommend it because it's available, it's widespread. Um, it's just about finding it and trying to work with it. All right, so um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for everybody who was involved in uh, suggestions and the stories of dictation. Thank you very much for everybody on the chat and Podbean and on online on Twitter. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic rest of the bank holiday weekend. And um, I will hopefully uh, speak to you all soon. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.